Rachel Syed. Today's guest, Kristen Boulay. Kristen, how are you? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm all right. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm just, just hanging in there, right? The reason why we have you on the show today, right? I mean, it's not really a show. It's more of a podcast. I feel like I have to say a show because I'm holding a microphone. It's fair. Right? Like, it's like a, a broke version of sports time. That don't talk about nothing important. It's a very abrupt version of that. Right. Have you guys been watching the NBA Finals? We'll talk about that later. Anyway, right? Uh, as I said in my last podcast, we talked about Olympic lifting, right? Even though most of our uh, athletes are powerlifters. But we have strongmen shows coming up. Yes. Uh, we have uh, Valley of Valkyries, mm-hmm. which is when, Ryan? November. November. You can check November's. the exact date. Yeah, November 17th. That's the one. And we also have a novice show coming up, USS Novice yep. Show. September, September 8th. 8th. September 8th. So sign up for those if you want to do Strongman, right? Um, but we thought we'd have a world-class strong person here to tell us a little bit more about Strongman because I'm an idiot and I don't know much. <laughs> and I would like to know more. So, I mean, I always start with any guess sort of how you got into strongman what what decisions you made to lead there okay um so how i got started kind of goes back to my current fiance um back when i was in college i was a cheerleader um i actually cheered most of my life and i was a tumbler and i was just straight leg strength that was it i had no technique i just muscled my way around for everything and uh dave spent a long time trying to convince me to go to the gym he said, you know, if you come to the gym, if you lift with me, it'll make you stronger. You'll be a better tumbler. Really trying to work all his angles. Um, I think it took him about a year to talk me into going to the gym with him. I didn't really want to go. I was out of my element. I wasn't quite comfortable. And I think it's just the whole female stigma in the gym. It always hits you when you're new. Um, but I started going with him, and he just put me on a basic kind of five-by-five starting strength program. Um, but the gym we went to had some strongman implements in it, which looked like a lot of fun. And he slowly, just as I built, it up, built up a little bit of strength, he had me start just playing around with some of the implements. And uh, Lightning Fitness had a couple show in December of 2012. And he said, you know what? Why don't we give it a shot? You seem to like it. And I did that show, and I was sold. I had a blast. I loved every second of it. And I've been doing <coughs> strongman ever since. And Dave quit. And Dave quit. He hated it. <laughs> he still powerlifts, though, but strongman's not his thing. But you powerlift, too. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Right. Uh, and I'm assuming your preference is towards strongman because 100%. you are, you know, better at that. But Yes. Yeah. <laughs> on a, a training basis, how much of it is actually strongman-oriented versus powerlifting building strength Um. So a lot of my training, it's just built on the powerlifting basics, so a lot of just straight bar deadlift, a lot of squats. Um, the farther out from a show I am, the more we'll add in back squats, but as I get closer to a show, we'll switch out the back squats because they're not as functional for me, so we'll switch over to a safety squat bar, front squat, things like that. Um, but through my hypertrophy phases and my strength phases, it's mostly all just barbell lifting. Um, I'll do an event Saturday. It's not until I peak, which is about four weeks out from a competition, that we add in um, events pretty much every training cycle. Other than that, it's, I base everything pretty much on barbell lifting. And I'm assuming you would do the same in terms of like... Yeah, I mean like the, the whole thing with the strongman is activities like is everything's, you know, any of the pressing events, like you're still pressing, so 
building a bench press, it's not going to have a huge carryover to like a log, but it's right. still going to build your pressing musculature, which will help with the log. Log can't help with the bench press, vice versa. Um, any of the moving events, having stronger legs, so like squatting mm -hmm. is like always important. And then in strongman, you're picking stuff up and running with it is one of the is two of the really big things. So yeah. dead, deadlifting is obviously going to be important. Mm -hmm. you know, and then just switch over to an axle to so get closer to a show or like very high yeah. like that's fine but to do a straight bar from the floor for the most part that's going to be fine mm -hmm. it's going to yep. work on the triple extent uh well at least part of the triple extension for like for stones or loading kegs something like that mm -hmm. so i think like the the power lifts are the basis of the the strength training part of strongman yes. where for powerlifting it's actually the sport yeah that's our the focus it's the basis of like what you're building for strongman and then you still have to do the events like you can't just Maybe at some local novice shows you can show up having never done the events and still like get away with it. But yeah. at Kristen's level, like she's she can't like not do log for months and then show up to a log press event and do well. Especially like, not the log. That is right. not my. That is the right. one event I could never even fathom it's that. A good one right off the bat. <laughs> but, but the same thing, like or like you. you but anything, like, you're right. Like you're doing the card, the card deadlift variation today, where if you deadlift from, from the floor for months and months and months, yes, it will help you get stronger. But when you go to the car deadlift, it's still different. I would get bested at nationals in a heartbeat if, if I just changed shape. If you're mm -hmm. going to be in trouble. So yes. The the basis is there for strength, and it's it's easier to do the powerlifting movements on a daily basis. Like how long? Much does it take easier. To set up the car deadlift. Today? The car deadlift alone takes me take yeah. down and set up like 20 minutes each each way minimum. Where the, just the straight bar deadlift, they're already set up at 135. You can get yeah. right to it. Um, and that's why, like, the only difference I think, like, between Dave and I, would talk a little bit, is like. I don't usually like the strongman Saturdays as much because, like, you're here for five hours doing three or four events. Um, I know you get close yeah. to a meet, it makes more sense because that's what a meet is. But months out, I like to yeah. do, like, like if it's a squat day, we'll squat and then we'll do, like, maybe a carry or a load or something like that so you can mix it in a little bit. Um, where I don't think you guys do that much. No, we generally do the strongman Saturdays. Yeah. I think it's just the way kind of our schedule was set up. It's just easier to get it all done on a Saturday when we have less going on yeah. than trying to do it at like five o'clock on a weeknight, set up a carry event. It's yeah, just, it just keep, it keeps the easier. easier. Yeah. So. But no, I, like they help each other. Mm -hmm. uh, so would you ever incorporate a strongman event as part of a sort of training cycle for powerlifting? We do a little bit, not a lot. Um, I mean, because if you're thinking of it that way, like strongman activities for powerlifting are assistance movements and vice versa so like some of our people like we'll do log press because it's like if i want someone to do a shoulder press activity you can do dumbbells we do barbell but like the logs more more fun for a lot of people um we'll do we'll do farmer walks i love farmer walks not as much like the yoke we don't do a whole lot of loading because the loading doesn't have i don't think as big of a carryover and it's a whole body drainer too yeah it just kills you um, you're done but we'll use different heights for deadlifts like we do block poles so like you know, block pull is basically an elevated deadlift for strongman. Um, we'll do some trap bar stuff, which carries over more to like what a normal car deadlift would feel like. Um, the front car deadlift is very different. Um, Awful. But we'll do some of those events. Like they do have a carryover. Um, as we get closer to meet, though, we like no way. Like we, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have you worried about what your log press is five weeks out from the power thing. But yeah, twelve weeks out, you want to have some fun? Go ahead. Uh, you've done both powerlifting yes. and strongman competitions. Uh, being someone who's done both, so how are the, tra not the training up to it, but sort of the mental preparation for it different? 
Um, so the mental prep for them is a lot different than I expected it to be. Um, so in Strongman, you're essentially given events. They say, these are the events you're doing, these are the ways you're lifting, and that's that. You can either do them or you can't. Um, and then your competition is based on who's better at those events. Um, so you're kind of mentally prepping a different way, whereas powerlifting, you have the choice. So it's, I know this is what I'm capable of, could I push it a little bit more to beat this person's total? But you're essentially choosing the numbers. So I think through powerlifting training, you have to spend a lot more time building up your mentality and figuring out what you're capable of and what you can push. Whereas strongman, it's, you're prepping to do what they tell you almost. And so trying to battle those two as I switched back and forth a little bit was interesting to say the least. I put a lot of pressure on myself when I went into powerlifting of, I need to kind of prove something and I need to show that I'm strong and it was silly, but um, I put a lot more pressure on myself because I expected more of myself and I was like, I should be able to do more. Whereas in Strongman, it's okay. I'm training the weights they're telling me to do. I'm just tracking reps. So it's choosing what you do versus being told what you're doing is just kind of sets you up differently. How does that play into sort of strategy when you're at the event? Because I know with at least Carl, we talk about it all the time where, mm -hmm. you know, picking numbers is sort of how we strategically get places. But I'm a, uh, in different Strongman events, mm -hmm. you're not only doing it for I mean, we do one rep max, you're doing it for multiple reps. Or, yes. You know, so strategy is big and strong, man, if you're kind of in the right spot and you know how to play the game. Um, the One of the nice things about strongman is you can suck at a lift and somebody can beat you by 50 pounds, but if you came in second to that person, they're not ahead of you by 50 points, they're only ahead of you by a point. So you have there's a lot more room for that strategy game in there, so if, I'm going into a pressing event and I know I'm not a great presser. And somebody just blows me out of the water and they can get 10 reps on this in 60 seconds and I know I'm gonna struggle for five. If five is good enough for second place, I'm not gonna fight for that 10 or 11. I'm gonna play it safe and say, I'll take the one point loss and I'll strategize. And you have to do that with all of your events. So it's a five event day and it's you're, they just kill your whole body. You're moving, you're pressing, you're deadlifting, you're loading. Um, so you have to think about what events are you going to exert yourself on? So some shows have a max event. Are you going balls to the wall to max out and do whatever you can? Or are you gonna conserve your energy because you have three events left and you need to save yourself? Because if you max out on your deadlift and you give it everything you have, your next events are gonna kind of go downhill. So you have to kind of figure out what are your strengths, what can you afford to maybe be a little more conservative on, and then what do you have to go all out on? So you really need to know yourself and kind of have a little bit of any, an idea of what your competition's doing as well, so just paying a little bit of attention to the scores. Well, that's what I was just gonna say with that, is like, I think one of the tougher things with Strongman though is that if you're first in the event, That's where your and, order comes in, yep. And you don't know what the people are capable of around you, you kind of have to go all out mm -hmm. because if you go half-ass and like maybe put up like, oh, I'll be good with six. Yep. And then all of a sudden five people go after you and put up 15. Yep. And now all of a sudden you're you're down five or six points because you didn't know. Now at your level, like most of the women you're competing against, you know them, you've competed against them before. So you have a pretty good idea like, okay, this woman's going to do probably six, seven reps. This, this one's going to do 10. Yeah. Right, I'm not going to beat her. Let me take a shot at her. But if you're first in a show where you don't know a lot of people. Yes. You like it sucks. You, you kind of have to go all out, and I actually we we did um, we did uh, one of Murph's shows a couple years ago in Boston, mm -hmm. and uh, Eric Goldbeck, Eric, uh, 
Eric came in first on the deadlift. He got like 17 reps on the car deadlift. The problem is he went first. Yep. He got like 17. The next best guy got like three. Yeah. And he was trashed. And Eric ended up coming in second overall. The guy that beat him came in second to him on the car deadlift. So he still was only one point behind, but had the energy. And when they got to the, they were doing stone shoulder. The guy beat him on stone shoulder. The guy More got energy. the win. Yep. And like, but he had to, because like when he went up to the car deadlift, he didn't know what people were gonna do. Right. He pulled four and stopped, and like you know, if he came in tenth place, he would have lost immediately. So I mean, at least got second place, but. Yeah. It's yeah. like. Yep, and that actually happened uh, a little over a year ago in December. I did the team show at Lightning with Kate Dunn, and we were up for a tandem log. Yeah, uh, We did the tandem log, and we went first for it. Now, we'd gone to Lightning to train it a couple times, so we knew we were good for reps. Like, we knew we could do somewhere between three and five, maybe six if we were feeling it. Um, but we went first, and just, like, trying to work together on the log was a pain. We ended up getting five reps. The other women zeroed it, so we could have done one and won it and saved all of that energy in the fight because we failed a couple times and we were kind of uneven and wonky and it was a waste of energy because we went first and we could have won and been fine. But that's kind of the nature of strongman. Right. And that's the big deal, like I said, because like in powerlifting, your competition's numbers are on the board in front yep. of you. I can look and see, oh, they're doing this, this, and this, and I can generally take an idea if they're opening here, they're probably going to end around here. Mm -hmm. In strongman. Like, if they're if they're posting stuff, maybe they have an idea, or if you like, say if you competed with them before, but yeah, it's even when they post really though, and like you can know, okay, this person hit ten reps in training. However, so powerlifting, like if you're competing in federation, like USIPL, you're using the same equipment, the same setup every time. Right. Strongman. So I'm training this weird car deadlift setup over here that's gonna really feel nothing like the actual car deadlift. Or if I'm training log and I'm using a certain kind of log, the log I'm using in competition is gonna be different. And I've gone to shows where girls were hitting the weight on the logs and they ended up zeroing it at the show because the equipment was just the tiniest bit different and their hand placement was a little bit different. The torque on it was a little bit different and they zeroed it even though they should have been able to hit several reps. So the equipment changed at that point too. So it's like, right. okay, I know they're gonna beat me on that event, and then they end up having some little technical malfunction and they zero, just because it's a different piece of equipment they've been training with. Because whatever the promoter has is what you're using, and that's, there's no standardization right. in what you're using at all. So that kind of throws a wrench in it too. And, that, and not to get too far off topic, that kind of <laughs> goes like what Zach Almonds were talking about lately. Yep. Zach's, one of Zach's biggest complaints is that like when it comes to strongman stuff, a lot of people aren't buying from companies. They're trying to make their own stuff. So now their log is different than this log, different than this log. Or when they do buy, they're buying 50 different companies. So none of these companies are doing that well because like there's so much out there. And like I said, I mean, I've got equipment here from like seven different companies because like I've got something from this company that we liked a lot. And then we hear, oh, this, you know, their log isn't that good. Don't get their log. So we get a log from someone else. And no one's getting supported. And I think that at the, smaller level, you know, staying away mm -hmm. from the world's strongest man and everything, like, it makes it tougher to build the sport because there's not that level of support where, like you said, USAPL, right. you've got a couple lines of equipment that, you know, you're going to use an Alico rack or an ER rack or a tech strengthens rack or a rope bar, an Alico bar, a Titex bar, like, you're getting, everyone's buying the same few things. And it's right. Like I said, just look at our equipment. We've got equipment from, like, seven places. Lightning's got so many different. So 
That comes from the top, though, too. Right. So, like, the biggest federation right now, Shaman Corporation, um, when you go to nationals, amateur nationals or worlds, the equipment provider is different every two to three years. So it's, you start with one piece, so people start buying that, and it switches, you start buying that, so there's no consistency from the top, right. so it's almost pointless to worry about consistency down here because it's what you're using at the high level is gonna change anyways. And then you have at Lightning, where whatever they're using in the next big show, they're gonna buy that, so right. they have that, and that's just kind of the cycle that and we that, keep and going that's through. Because, like you said, like lightning's more, beneficial, like, but <laughs> lightning's more of a strongman gym than we are. Yes. Yep. And Matt being a pro strongman, so like when so he knows what he needs. So he's yeah. like, oh, we we need this lock, and he goes, I don't get it, mm -hmm. or we need this yoke. And he goes, I'm like, no, I'm like, now we got that yoke. Like it's a yoke. Is it the is it the yoke you're using? No, but it's functional. That's that's part of what strongman is right now too. Yeah. Like when you show up on on meet day, like, it might not be perfect situation and you have to nope. figure it out. Yeah. In powerlifting, you know you're getting a seven foot bar, 29 millimeter, like it's, the weights are gonna be what they are. Yep. It's strongman. It, I don't ever anticipate that strongman ever. On strongman, it even says like, weights may change it. Uh, that has change. to be on an entry form, that yeah. your events are subject to change, 100%. We, we went to an event years ago at Lightning and they were supposed to do something outdoors, I forget what it was, and the weather was bad, Matt's like, we're not doing that, we're going inside. Yep. And when we went inside, the event changed, was to like a prowler push and pull. And my friend Carl that was competing was like, got it, got it. Because the outdoor <laughs> event was something we had never tried. The yep. indoor event with the prowler, we did prowler all the time. And he ended up Perfect. winning the prowler event that outdoor, some kind of a medley. Probably would have came in last. Because we had never done any of it. Right. So like, that would never happen in power. You're not gonna show up in power and be like, hey, we're doing some military press today. It's just not a thing. Um, but in strongman, like you have to be ready for, like they can even I mean, tell you, hey, we're gonna be using, you know, the pit bull log, and then you get there and be like, now nah, you can use a different one. Or like we were talking about with the, with the, the women's show that we're doing that has the car deadlift. How many times is it said like car deadlift, and then you get there and the men do a car deadlift, and the women do the tire, and the women do yep. a tire, because you know the, the car's harder. Yep. We're doing a car. We are doing a car. That's happening. It's non-negotiable. Now, are there, uh, are there like certain categories of events that must be at every show, or is it sort of like no. these are the, okay. in my so, mind, yes. Okay. But no. So, well, there is a general setup that most shows are going to follow. So, most shows are going to be five events in one day. As you get to bigger shows and longer shows, it's, they might be six or seven events over a few days or a couple days, whatever they want to do. But generally, a one day event is going to be five events, and there's almost always. Uh, pressing event, there's some kind of carry event, there's usually another kind of moving event in there, so you might have like a farmer's carry and then some kind of like keg carry medley or a yoke. Uh, there's generally always a deadlift event and then there's always a load event. That could be a keg load, a stone load. Um, but I know Derek Poundstone did a few years ago, which is a medley massacre. The whole thing was just moving medleys. I think there was a press medley in there, there was some kind of deadlift medley, a moving medley, but it was just like straight medleys. It wasn't your normal setup, but generally you have a press, a move, a deadlift, and a carry, a load. Usually there's two different types of carries in there. That's not required, just usually how it goes, because it kind of tests everything. As someone planning a strong event, what kind of events do you think must be in the strong? Well, first off, we're planning events because like I've been talking about it for years, and Kristen actually was like, let's do this. So we're doing this. <laughs> so now we're doing it. Um, and basically what you just said to me, like, you have to deadlift something. I don't care what it is, but you have to deadlift something. Preferably a car. Um, <laughs> car's great. You have to press something overhead. Yep. 
you have to move something and you have to load something. Yeah. Those are my, that like, my goal is to not run a show without those things. Now, that's the cool thing with Tarman is like, that gives you a ton of options. You can straight bar deadlift, you can trap bar deadlift, you can axle deadlift, you can do different heights, you can do a medley, the press can be circus dumbbell, axle, log, a medley. All of them. There's so many options. And then, I, we were actually talking before, like, I was talking to Kate, who was just talking, like, I kind of want to get in the habit of, if we get to, if this goes well with the shows, I want to throw out fifth event, mystery event. Like, I think mystery events are really cool. They did so, it at the Arnold the last yeah. few years, and those were a lot of fun. So you get, you know your four events, and then we're going to do a fifth event. We have no idea what we're going to do. Like, we're going to, like, and on game day, like. Does it have to be a lifting event? Can it be a, like, baking contest? Yes. <laughs> Best brownies probably be lifting. <laughs> you know, like, it, the weather's great. You go out and maybe do a car drive outside, or you do a truck pull, yep. or um, a frame hold that you did at uh, World's Strongest Woman. Like, oh God, yeah. It's a terrible event, but like, who can hold it? Because like, grip strength is such a huge thing in strongman. Well, that or, one wasn't even grip strength. That was pure just grit of your upper back. Round. Well, because we had to be strapped in for it, so it wasn't oh, our okay. grip. It was how long can your upper back hold okay. out. And it was just so heavy. I think I don't think it lasted more than 12 seconds. Yeah. So but they like, didn't even stopwatch it. They just said whoever drops first loses. There wasn't a stopwatch, so I don't even know. And like you said, they could have been lighter and like hold it for a minute. Um, and it, if it were lighter, it would have been. It would have been awful. There's some really interesting, cool events that you could do that like you kind of spring them out. Kate actually mentioned about doing a complete mystery day. Just That'd be really we're doing, cool. We're doing a strongman show, show up. Um, and I said like that's the fun of strongman of like you ha you can't. Not trying to put powerfing down, but like if you're a great deadlifter, you can make up a lot of space after not doing, after not squatting or benching well, and kind of make up for it. In strongman, if you can only deadlift, you know, if you're a great deadlifter, but your other events, you're gonna lose. You might win that one event, and then you get blasted in the other ones, and you lose. Yeah. So you have to be well-rounded at, at so many different things. Yep, that's my favorite thing about. And strongman. there's a basis, to, like we said before, there's a base to all of it. Like you need to be able to press stuff. So if your pressing is strong, you're probably going to be a decent log presser, decent axle presser, but like you have to be a strong presser, period. And then you can learn the events. Or if you're a great deadlifter, you know, the different heights, you'll make it work. Or the car deadlift, you'll make it work. Or trap or whatever, or axle, like you'll figure it out, but you have to be, you just have to be strong in everything. Yeah, you need to be consistently, depending on the, the how big the show is, you need to be somewhere in like the top five, I generally say, for every event. If yeah. you can finish in the top five, um, you're generally going to podium. So I know when I just competed at Worlds, I had an awful yoke run, and that knocked me back. The only thing that brought me back was the car deadlift. But um, my yoke run was so poor, I almost killed any podium shot because it was just abysmal compared to everybody else. But when you're consistently like that, top five, you, you don't have to win an event to win a show, to win a strongman show. You don't have to win any event. All you have to do is be in that top five every time, and you can stand on the podium just because you're consistently really good, maybe not the best, but really good at all of the events, and that's what gets you the podium in Strongman. So I love that whole point system. It's like if, as long as you are getting enough points to be ahead of most people, you'll probably do well. Yeah, so it's you get the points, so the wi whoever wins the event gets, so if there's 10 competitors, the winner gets 10 points, second place gets 9 points. Ty is throwing a little wrench into that, but they have a system for that too. But yeah, so it doesn't matter how much somebody beats you by. It just matters who came in first and second, and then it's just 10 and 9 points. It's not like powerlifting where, you know, you have Jen Thompson who's going to outbench you by 100 pounds, out-totaling you by 100 pounds, 
and strongman, she's out totaling you by a point. That's it. So it's, you can't just be, not that Jen Thompson's only dominant in one lift, but like somebody can't be dominant in just one thing. They have to be consistent in everything. But that, that's been like my argument. I always talk to you about the power thing is, would you rather be good at one lift so you have that freaky lift that like can keep you in any meet, or do you want to be across the board good? I, I always say I'd rather be across the board good so we're never out of the meet. You don't want to, because if you're so far behind, maybe that one lift is not going to carry you on that day. So I'd rather be more well-rounded. And I think it's someone like, like a USA power thing, like you got like someone like Bryce Lewis, who Bryce has won a couple of our national championships. I don't think he's been the top guy in any of it. I think he was the best deadlifter in that class one year. But like, I think last year, Eli outpulled him. Um, Garrett out squatted him. Out squatted him. Bryce might have been the top bencher. Uh, uh, Nick Judas. Who? Uh, Judas, right? Nick. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nick Judas, like, he was actually. So Bryce didn't, wasn't he didn't the top come guy out. in any of the events. But he won nationals. Yeah. Right. So I was, I think if you're more across the board, that's better. And that's, again, the same thing as Strongman. Like, if you're a great presser, yeah, you might win that one event. But you might get smashed and everything else. So that, you know, that. Yeah. Doesn't help at the end of the day. No. Do you have a favorite event? Or oh. one? Of course Top I do. Top three. Favorite, absolute favorite, is Atlas Stones. It'll forever be Atlas Stones, and it's never going to stop. Um, right now, so I'm training Circus Dumbbell for Nationals, and I used to hate it, but I'm switched around my technique. I figured it out, and that's probably my top three now. Um, outside of that, any sort of moving, loading medley, so I really like the sandbag and keg carries, um, those would probably be my top three. But Atlas Stones will forever be my love and strongman. That's so why we're doing a max, though. Something we should have probably done at the beginning, but, like, <laughs> what are your accomplishments here? I mean, I In terms of shows? Yeah, I know them, but say um, that anyway, like. So I am the lightweight Arnold world champion for 2016. Um, and then most recently I just came in second at World's Strongest Woman in December. And then there's a couple nationals placements in there, too. But the worlds, I think, are the big ones. And, 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 and I just unofficially, it was at the gym, but I loaded a 300-pound Atlas Stone. And as a 132 last January, I loaded a 275 to what I think is an unofficial lightweight world record. Um, and went for 300 this past March at a show, but just kind of attacked the bar with it instead of loading it. But it's going up. I've loaded it. I can do it. So, yeah. But 300 pound Atlas Stone is my best stone and best event ever. Um, how, well, I guess it's typically how far out do you find shows announce events, and does that ever play into like shows you pick or like something you avoid or what? It can. So the shows I pick now, it's because there's so much going on and there's so much change in the sport of strongman now. It's getting a little more, a little different. In terms of local shows, I usually pick combination based off of cool events and convenience. So if it's close, if I know the promoter, if I know they run a good show, so I'll pretty much always do Todd Georgie's New York shows when I'm competing in USS because he runs a solid show, it's a fair show, it's efficient, they're massive, and they're just good shows, they're well organized. Um, but in terms of bigger shows, that's just, those are kind of set. If you wanna compete in the big shows, like it's, 
you're going to compete whatever yeah. nationals yeah. is. But for local shows, I'll pick based on events, who's running it. Uh, but right now we have the whole <coughs> Strongman Corporation as a pro class, so that kind of... That's the other thing, too, is when it comes to novice open, can you kind of explain what the difference is and what shows kind of... Uh, yeah, so um, for women, at least, the pro class is newer. Um, up until the Arnold's in 2016, for women, there were two big shows that you could compete at. Um, it was the Arnold World Championships, which was technically the Amateur World Championships. And then we always had, it was the official World's Strongest Woman, um, which was has always been run as just an open weight class. Okay. So for like a lightweight or even a lower end middleweight, the biggest show you could really achieve was the Arnold World Championships. Okay. Um, in 2016, the show that I won, um, the head of the organization decided to create a pro class for women. And basically all previous Arnold winners and the top four of that show became pros. And she started creating pro shows, like a little pro circuit for women. Um, unfortunately, I'm no longer in that. I couldn't go to the first pro show, so I'm not technically a pro anymore. But I was for a hot minute. Um, but to or for a woman, you compete in an amateur show, so any local show. And same thing for men now, too. So you compete in a local show, you qualify for nationals. Um, at nationals, if you win, you get a pro card. And then top, it's like 20% of the class. It's like top three, and then they take the next 20%, I think. Um, get an invite to the Arnold's, okay. and then if you win the Arnold's, you get your pro card there as well. Okay. And then there's also, they have Platinum Plus shows, which is just their whole other thing. You can technically earn one there. Sounds but very lavish. Yeah, so your biggest bets are win nationals or win Platinum the Arnold Plus World Championships. Like That's how you get your pro card now. Card yeah, they give you a credit Platinum card. Plus. Here yeah. you go. Like. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, uh, so what are the events that or you guys didn't explain what the events we're going to do for the shows here, for both shows. So we have the Valkyrie yep. Valley and the Novice show. Yeah, so we have, um, I have the chart actually open up here. Um, so the Novice show is in September, and our goal was to make that extremely accessible for everybody. So it's anybody who's just been in the gym and lifted a little bit, it's accessible for you. So we're doing a log press for 60 seconds. We have a carry medley. It's a who's fell in a keg. Um, we have a deadlift medley with an axle, a bar, and then a trap bar. Um, a farmer's carry for 50 feet, and then just keg over bar. And again, that's the show itself is set up a little bit lighter than a normal show might be, mm -hmm. just to kind of get a few more people from our gym involved. So we have a pretty small strongman community here so far, and I shamelessly plug it all the time. I actually just got somebody to lift stones today who was just looking for a hip workout, and I talked him over into the stone area. Um, so I'm shamelessly plugging strongman in the gym all of Ryan's powerlifters. <laughs> so we kept it accessible to anybody who's just, even just powerlifting, like if they never touched an, touched an implement, mm -hmm. it should be something if they work with a little bit, they can get. Um, and then our November show, it's an all-female show. It's called Valkyries of the, Val of the Valley. Thanks, Syed, for that name. Um, that one we've actually, it's a heavy show. Um, I want it to be a challenge for people. I'm sick of seeing local shows that qualify people for nationals, and it's Lightweight women, you're gonna press a 40-pound dumbbell. And then you go to nationals, they want you to press an 80-pound dumbbell, and they're zeroing because they qualified at a show that was way too light and they're out of their league. Right. So we have a press medley, it's a log and a dumbbell. They're gonna go back and forth for 60 seconds. Um, we have a farmers and a duck walk. So they're gonna run the farmers, and then the duck walk will be waiting, and they're gonna waddle their way down with the duck walk. And then the best parts of the show, we're gonna have a truck pull, it's gonna be harness, we're gonna have a rope to pull. 
Um, we're gonna have a car deadlift, and it's actually going to be a car. We're gonna test out cars. We're gonna test out cars. Yeah, we haven't tested cars yet. We've got till November. We've got time. We're gonna test out some different cars, and I'll have multiple women test it. So we don't know what truck yet either. No, we don't. We have our pick from next door, though. Yeah. And then I'm super biased in this front, so I told Brian we absolutely had to add in a Max Stone because fuck it. We need a Max Stone. It's fun, and you don't always get to do something like that. It's usually always in a medley or over a bar for reps. So I want. Some women that, to be able to test that's it out. Also, like to me, that is the strongman event. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, I like I have the events that I think to me have to be in a strongman event, but a Max Stone is like. That's what you that, think of when you that, think of it. That's strongman. Yeah. See, I'm good with a, I like a good heavy medley, but yeah, and sometimes you just need a Max Stone. Like I just, just how, how heavy of a stone can you pick up? And, it's and great. I think, like you said, like some of these shows are a lot lighter, and it gets into a point of like, and strongman need to, it's not just strength; it's also. Like you said, how fast can you move with some of the implements? Mm -hmm. Or do you have enough endurance to be able to go for 60 seconds to do well? And then you need all that, but it's still called strongman. Mm -hmm. And like lifting a heavy stone is still the coolest thing you're gonna do with it. So go out and lift the biggest one you can, why not? Have fun. Yeah, I think it's just the most badass feeling thing you can do in strongman. I don't, it's just, there's just something about it. You attack, you pick up the stone and you're just, you feel like a badass for the day. It's, I don't know how to explain it. It's just awesome. No, you know, that's, that's, that's probably the most accurate description you can say it is. Um, yeah, I mean, at least before I was like here in Akrasov with the Marine Shrine, like, the only event I actually ever saw was the, like, the stolen medley where they think uh, two people go head to head and they blow the stone onto the platform. Oh, I love head to head medleys. They're so the fun. I cool. really actually see you do that was Mario Kuchinowski. I'm like, whoa, he's huge. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him do an MMA fight once. And he, realized he still does. He's still very big. Yeah. So, yeah, I absolutely agree that Stoll's there is destructive. And plus, isn't the logo, like Atlas, the Titan holding the globe on his shoulder? For World's Strongest Man? Yeah. Yeah, I think Strongman Corp uses that a lot too. That's actually what my Arnold trophy was. It's the guy who was Atlas with the stone on his back. It's the most recognizable symbol, I think, in Strongman. I agree, yeah. Top three favorite Greek gods, go. Oh, God, favorite Greek <laughs> gods. Um, I'm going to give you my top, and I'm going to say Thor, but that's also... Like Thor, Thor, Thor. Also partially because I'm uh, obsessed with Hathor Bjornsson. And Congratulations, but Thor's not a Greek god. He's a god, shut up. I know, but I, I was... I don't know my Greek gods. Does he? Well, I mean, that's but, that's my one god. I know what god is he? Is, he, is it Roman? What is he? Norse Norse god. Norse god. Yeah, he is Norse god. I just read. She's wearing. No, and the worst part is, no, I just read a book on Norse mythology where, obviously, Thor was all over there. It was called Norse mythology, and I read it, and I'm just. Well, how about this? I'm gonna shame right now. How about okay. top three strength athletes? Because we can we can say straw man, whatever it is. Your top three strength athletes. Top three that inspire you in, in your specific sport? Um, so Thor has always been in my top just because he's so awesome at stones. Not I think the, it's not the guy. No, no, no. No, sorry, half Thor Bjornsson. Sorry, I thought I. So he's always just been one of my favorites just because I'm a little biased. I love Game of Thrones and he's on Game of Thrones. Um, but he's just so, I think he's pretty well rounded. He's so consistent um, and he's amazing at Atlas Stones. Yep. And again, that's kind of just. I aspire to be at that level for my Atlas Stones. Um, somebody else I've absolutely always looked up to in my sport uh, is Kristen Rhodes. She's a heavyweight open competitor and she's been in the sport for 
minimum 10 years at this point, probably longer. Mm -hmm. um, and she's been consistently sitting at the top. Um, she got bested at Worlds the last couple of years, but she's always, for so long she's been at the top and she's just dedicated, she's passionate. Um, so I just love watching and following her. Um, <coughs> And then another heavyweight open female competitor. I'm going to stick more to the females because that's kind of Makes sense. who I, you know, look to for the most part. Uh, Donna Moore. So she's the one who's been kind of dominating the heavyweights <coughs> lately. And again, another person. She's just so consistent. She's well-rounded. She's positive. Um, so she's just great to be around in competition. She's got a good vibe and she's helpful. And I just I love watching her compete and destroy it. It's inspiring and as a lightweight, I just hope I can lift half as heavy as her one day. <laughs> I don't know if we've ever asked this question ever on the podcast. If I'm we, nervous. That's the one. I mean, I'm a little nervous, <laughs> too. Should I be? Right. I mean, I was like, I've never asked if anyone, because we mentioned a lot that this is a hobby for a lot of people, uh, if they had other hobbies outside of that, because usually people... Like they go to work, they go home, they go to the gym, and that's pretty much it. Or like, do you have any other hobbies? And I'm gonna, <coughs> I don't know if I know your guys. I oh, see. yours is music, I think. And knitting. And yeah. knitting. Yeah. For this guy. You knit. You're really cool if I just kept <laughs> that secret from the gym forever. I'm like, no, that's out now. Knitting. That is out. I yeah, know no, this yeah. now. Yeah. Um, Outside of most time I spend at the gym, it's usually just hanging at home with my dogs and also reading. So I'm an English teacher, so I'm a big reader. I love to just sit outside with a nice, good book whether paperback or on my Kindle, whichever, but I think reading would be where any other extra time, relaxing time at least. Not that the gym's necessarily relaxing, no, because like not. my outlet, that would be my other outlet. My escape from the world would be a book. Before kids, <laughs> uh, movies, uh, now watching PJ Masks with my dog. How about you, bud? Uh, can we come back to this knitting thing, though? What do we knit? <laughs> it's like, just like sweaters. You knit full-out sweaters. Very, small sweaters. It is, like, June. Can you knit my dog some sweaters? Yeah. Not some puppy oh, yeah, sweaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll knit your, <laughs> the fuck out of a sweater for your dog. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you like knitting, too? No. Um, uh, I was, I was, it's, it's been 40 minutes. So. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. Well, how about we end this? Where can people sign up for the shows? All right. It's on the United States Strongman page. We've got upcoming events. Is it have a show up yet? I don't know. UnitedStatesStrongman.com is the info's there. And then on the Gleason Performance Training Facebook page, there's two events up. The events are up there. And there's a link to the yeah, in the women's show, we have the all the weight charts and everything on there, so you can look at your weight uh, classes and weights up there on the Facebook page as well. Cool. I like the paint. Thank you so much for listening. To send in questions, DM me on Instagram at Syed underscore likes underscore stuff. Follow the gym on Instagram at Team GPT. For more information about the gym, visit GleasonPerformance.com and join the team. For online coaching, go to TeamGPT.com. <laughs>